Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim, aka Blub Blub, here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game. Jim, that's never going away. Just accept it. And oh, welcome I know. to another Power Hour. Uh, we're getting started a little bit late here. For those of you watching on Twitch, we appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube, thanks a bunch. So, as always, we're going to get started with what we're drinking. So, Jim, hit us off. Oh, okay. So, I was in a rush tonight, so I didn't have time to plan out my drinking. So, I'm drinking some more Yingling. Uh, the Yingling Light? Yingling Light Lager, once again. Okay. Um, yeah, so I am actually finishing off my Yingling variety of beers I've had, and I'm going with the Yingling Porter. Now, this is actually the last beer from Yingling I have yet to try, so after I try this, I've tried everything they've made. Um, from what I've seen, this actually has the highest rating of all the Yingling beers, so I'm really interested, and I am a big fan of porters in general. So, yeah. Just once again having better beer than Jim. <laughs> Damn, I am fucking these guys up. So let's get started. Uh, just diving right into these topics. So the first one, I want to bring back a beer topic, and I kind of wanted to pose a question for Jim and myself: Is uh, what are some of our go-to summer beers? Doesn't have to be our favorite, but something that either just reminds us of summer or something we prefer to drink when it's a little hotter out. So Jim, I'll let you start with that. Oh, um, I mean, I think for me, a perfect beer for the summer time and shit like that is probably a nice Pilsner. Not even so much the, um, I mean, I, you know, I can drink a cheap beer as much as the next guy, but I'm fine with some of the more high-end Pilsners out there, and they do exist. Not too many craft companies seem to want to do them because it's all about hops and IPAs, but yeah, nice, cool, crisp, refreshing Pilsner is always good. I like Hefeweizens too, but they can get a little thick after a while, but... They're also nice and, you know, maybe a little more in the fruity side, a little more flavorful. I don't want, like, a thick beer when it's hot out and, you know, you're in the middle of summer. I don't want a porter. I don't want a stout. I want something that's kind of lighter but also just kind of refreshing to drink. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah, I'm, I actually do prefer Hefeweizens in the summer uh, just because they tend to be a little bit more abundant. But it's a like good like Jim, I definitely like to stick to lighter beers. I think that's just an obvious. If it's hot out, like he said, you don't want to be indulging in you know super thick or too much alcoholic beers, especially if you're outside. So another great one is any wit beers. You know, they're a really light beer out there. Um, and of course, you know, like Jim said, you do pilsners, you do pale ales, just anything on the lighter side. But wit beer and hefeweizens, those are kind of my go-to. But as far as a more generic, just actual beer that people might know instead of giving you styles, um, one of my kind of go-to, and technically it's craft, but it's definitely more popular, is kind of just the Sam Adams Summer Wheat or even the Yingling Summer Wheat, for that matter. Both of them are kind of really easy to drink. And um, if you're in the PA area, there's this Free Will Brewing Company. They make a, a mango wheat beer, which is really light. I think it's only like 4 maybe 5% tops. goes down real smooth, and it just has that hint of mango that actually enhances the flavor. So pretty good for a barbecue or just when you're outside in a fire pit at night. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Jim, I threw this topic on here today. Wanted to see what you thought, but uh, what is your favorite video game movie? Now, obviously, they are pretty renowned for being terrible, but I wanted to see what your favorite one was. Not necessarily what you uh, think the best one is. Oh, no, it would, I would never go with what I thought the best one is. I don't even know if I could tell you what I thought the best one was, but it's, it's a toss-up. It's between Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. And, like, yeah, they're, they're shit movies, but... I enjoy the ever-living shit out of them. It was a sign of the times. I grew up with them. So it's tough because Mortal Kombat's definitely the better movie, but there's just so much fucking bad awesomeness about the Street Fighter movie. I almost, I can't decide. I guess if I was, like, stuck with one movie, I'd probably go Street Fighter because of how goofy it is. So maybe I would go with that. Interesting. With Jean-Claude Van Damme being the, uh, you know, the Hungarian or Austrian-American, you know, sergeant. Yeah. 
It all works out. Um, yeah, so I was going to say mine is definitely Mortal Kombat. It's bad, obviously. But I honestly, but I really feel like that's one of those movies that's like, they knew what they needed to do to make a video game into a movie. And it's like what you would expect. Uh, you know, just a kind of over-the-top story. Just any excuse to start seeing some of your favorite, you know, actual characters from Mortal Kombat fighting on the live screen. So it, that would definitely be mine. But on a kind of more serious... Now, it's not obviously inspired by a direct video game, but one movie I do want to say, if nobody's ever seen or if you haven't seen it, go out and see it, is the documentary movie called King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. That is probably one of my favorite documentaries I've ever seen. and it's That's not, really good. Yeah, it's not even because it's about video games. And for those of you who don't know, um, it was a it was about Steve Weeb who was attempting to beat the current high score um, of Donkey Kong from uh, his name is Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell, um, and it's just the way they develop. They show these guys, and it's just this awesome. I don't I don't want to give anything away, but it's this David versus Goliath. I'll say movie and like they develop the characters and you get invested. I had a lot of friends, a lot of friends who aren't into video games who watched it and loved it. And I got a lot of some, a lot of my female friends who really don't like video games and even they got hooked on it. So just a good movie. One I wanted to throw out there for you guys. So um, obviously in the comments below, we want to hear what is your favorite video game movie? Um, when I started trying to remind myself of some of them, I was going to go with the Resident Evil movies, <clears throat> but I don't even like all of them as much as I would say just the single Mortal Kombat. Um, even though I do, I don't mind the first Resident Evil movie. The rest of them kind of get really goofy. But, yeah. All right. So, next one is specific just for Jim. Because uh, I think everyone who watches our channel knows my answer already. But, uh, Jim, I don't know if you saw this, and this is probably fairly old, but um, they're remastering Parappa the Rapper for PS4. Now, I know you don't have a PS4 yet, but let's assume you have one. Um, will Would you buy that? If it gets a physical release, I would definitely buy it. Well, but so if it was a digital, digital? Unless it was like a PlayStation... Do they have free games like Xbox does with the um, like games with gold? Not really. They have a version of it, but it's not the same. Sons of bitches. So, oh wait, PlayStation Now, you have to like stream the game, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, and, and it's like they do only have licenses for so long. I forget. It, it, it's just, I know it ends up costing, I think, a lot more if you want to try to do a thing like gold. So, yeah, there's nothing that really compares that xbox gold okay so yeah um if it got a physical release it would be a definite and if it was a download only i'd probably get it but maybe if it was on sale one random month for like five bucks or something so you would definitely get it with a physical release even though you already right. have the original playstation um correct how much would you be willing to pay for it uh, really, honestly, probably not more than twenty. I'd, I'd wait, wait for it to go, go down. down. Okay. Unless they added a lot more to it, but if it's just like a straight I think it's literally of the original Parappa. Yeah, I think it's. I I mean, I obviously didn't dig much into it, but I'm pretty sure they're just remastering it and making it, I guess, graphically a little better. Really, the original Parappa, your favorite game? You didn't want to dig more into that? No, no, Jim, I didn't. If that's just the case, then I would probably wait because I have no reason to buy it for anything more than a couple of bucks. So, could have stopped that sentence with "you have no reason to buy it, Jim." <laughs> but Brian, I got to see the pretty graphics. I would get so mad at you if you actually bought that. Actually, I think I did remember seeing screenshots a while back, and like Parappa Two still looks better than the remaster of Parappa One. As weird as it is to say. Oh, yeah. I mean, Parappa 2 is way better. Uh, I mean, for a game like that, I should say. But, yeah. 
it, it's it's interesting. I mean, as we found out when we did the Parappa month, or you know, covered all all the games, people seem to really still like that. So, I guess PlayStation just wants to capitalize on that. It's an interesting game to choose. We'll see how how well it does. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they have any real sync issues with the uh, voice and the music on HD TVs too, with all the different lags and latencies. So yeah, that'll be kind of interesting. But yeah, outside of a couple bucks, I want to get it. Snarkcast, you and me are on the same page. That game is shit. So, oh, you're both wrong. Very nice. <laughs> All right. So we talked about obviously a couple weeks ago when we first found out that Call of Duty is going to go back to World War II. Obviously, this week they just released the trailer. Uh, Jim, I'm just going to assume you didn't watch it yet. You would be correct. Uh, yeah, so just my general thoughts then on the trailer. Uh, like every time they release the first Call of Duty trailer, I think people always kind of anticipate like maybe some better reveals for what's going to be in the multiplayer or, or like some, some hints of that or, you know, will it show you controlling a vehicle multiplayer? It obviously just showed off a really impressive engine with really impressive graphics, good sound, uh, at least, and I know it was from the single-player campaign, there definitely seem to be vehicles, but every Call of Duty has vehicles, so we'll just see if they're smart enough to actually implement them into the, the multiplayer game. Um, other than that, though, I'm just... I'm just really excited in the sense that we're going to get back to boots on the ground. And, you know, World at War is still pretty much my favorite Call of Duty. So I just can't wait to get back to that. And I hope it's just as good as that game. I hope they bring back some of the maps because it has, uh, especially the one with the church in it. I can't remember the name of it. But that is probably my favorite Call of Duty map ever, especially with the sniper tower. It was awesome. Um so yeah, I'm I'm just excited. Um, but yeah, from the trailer, like I said, nothing too groundbreaking. And Jim, I know you probably will never decide to watch it. You just like to wait. No, I'll get around to it. But uh, I mean, their trailers, like you said, they never tell you anything. So I'll be like, oh, there's a World War II scene. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, just for the people out there. Like, even for games I'm really excited about, I don't look into that much. I just kind of want to wait and surprise myself. So, like, they're always like, oh, did you see this about this game? And I'm like, mm, no. So when it comes to, like, hype for new games, I'm terrible when it comes to a podcast for that. Yeah, Jim is, has never been good for, you know, doing research, looking into things, following up, you know, all the standard stuff. I do research. <laughs> You, you, you go to Wikipedia, and that's it. Sometimes it's not on Wikipedia. Sometimes I might have to spend more than two minutes looking something up. All right. Um, so then, yeah, obviously in the comments below, uh, I would think most people are happier that Call of Duty, but I'm sure a lot of people have bailed out on, on the franchise long ago, which I fully understand. But uh, I want to see what you guys think in the comments below, so make sure you let us know. Uh, moving on, Jim, we'll let you answer first. Uh, what games will you buy this year, or at least you're really th thinking you're going to buy, if all goes well? Um, well, Call of Duty's a given because we get it every year. All of our buddies get it, so I'll be getting that. Um, Injustice 2, I think I might actually splurge and get that. Uh, I really like the first one. It's built on the Mortal Kombat engine. It's a great fighting game. So, And I'm more of a DC fanboy than Marvel, so if they do the stories right, I'll be all in with that. Um, What else? I already bought Breath of the Wild. It's actually funny because I don't wind up buying that many new games like during the year. So I may maybe get a handful, like five new ones tops because I'm too busy collecting old shit too. But... Um. Yeah, I see. You have Outlast too. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Prey. Starcast seems to like it so far. Maybe. Uh, Fractured but whole. If that comes out this year, if like we talked about last week, I'll get that. But um, yeah. Besides that, nothing really uh, tickling my pickle here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for me, just to knock off the same. Obviously, Injustice Two. Really, just 
enjoy the shit out of that engine. I love the first game. I definitely probably... Well, I, I know I played it a lot more than Jim, and I love the hell out of it. So I'll definitely get that one. I just don't not sure when. It definitely won't be brand, brand new for me, but it, it'll definitely be a pickup at some point this year. Uh, just for my pension for horror games, obviously I'm going to go with Outlast 2. Uh, Prey, yeah, it's Snarcast. Obviously I'm going to look for you to... Give me a little bit more insight on that game. I know you just played the demo, but that's one I'm going to wait on because I'm still not sold on it yet, but it looks interesting. Uh, obviously, Friday the 13th, and that's one I'm going to force Jim to get uh, because that's just going to be an awesome game, um, and I can't wait to kill Jim as Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, if it's like Left 4 Dead, I'll be all, um, I'm down for that. And then... Uh, Call of Duty is a no-brainer. Star Wars Battlefront 2, if I do, that's going to be like really one of the last ones because I actually played Star Wars Battlefront 1. I actually liked it. Um, I know a lot of people didn't. It didn't, you know, the fact that it was pretty much just multiplayer. I still had fun with it, but, yeah, that'll be, like I said, that'll be a big maybe. And the only other one that I'm just really interested in to see – how it turns out is the apparent Shenmue 3, if it really is getting released this year. Um, I was interested in the original Shenmue, never played the second one. So I'm just curious to see. I would hope it's going to be very groundbreaking or offer something really new that we haven't seen like most of them did. And I might pick that up. But, yeah, not a huge selection, but like Jim said, Neither of us pick up that many new games. We usually just are cheap asses and wait for our sale. So, and yep. with running the site, it's obviously tough to find time to sit and play a bunch of new games. So, yeah. But in the comments below, once again, let us know what what you're gonna buy, and you know if there's any biggies you think we might have missed or didn't talk about. Um, the next, and this one, I'm I'm definitely uh, interested in your your feedback jim but i thought about this uh we're going back Ooh. to our overrated underrated and i wanted to throw out there the neo geo aes system so it's the home system uh do you think it's overrated or is it underrated ah shit um it's actually a really tough call because i mean let's face facts here the, the Neo Geo AES has always been overpriced, even from day one. Like it was like what a seven hundred dollar console when it came out. Games for it were two hundred bucks a piece, but it gave you legitimately the arcade experience in your home. So it did its job. I guess I would probably go underrated, and not even for the collecting side because that's a system I will probably never collect for unless i get some kind of like crazy deal i'm i'm not going to go out and spend that kind of money and i know people will say you know get some mvs games and get that little adapter thing i no i'll emulate before i do any of that like even i have my limits when it comes to spending on games and shit like that but yeah i'll say the, the quality of the library like there's not a lot of stinkers on there so yeah it's a small library it's an extremely expensive library but it's too quality for me to possibly call it overrated. So, yeah, I'm going to go underrated on it. Okay. Um, so I actually knew a kid in grade school, and he was that one kid in my school that had a Neo Geo. So I had really, a, yeah. It, I didn't even know what it was. I, you know, everyone made fun of him because nobody even knew what it was. And obviously, uh, where I grew up, it. A lot of people didn't have much money. None of us had a lot of money. So it was uh, really rare to hear of us that. And I remember going over and playing some games and being blown away just by the graphics, the sounds. And like you said, it, it was you basically have an arcade system in your house. Um, but some of my more critiques for the system, like you, you kind of touched on, there is a really small library. I think when I last looked up, it was about 148 games. And the there really isn't a lot of bad ones, like you said. But in general, what the system is most known for tends to be just their fighting games, 
and shoot like side scrolling shooters. Uh, not saying they don't have other ones who so don't crucify me with that, but let's face it, like that's kind of what they're most known for. And I really like the fact that you know it offered such an arcade perfect system, but I hated the controller. Let me just put that out there that arcade pad, whatever that came with it. I felt like that thing was clunky as hell. And even my friends, I remember the ball and the stick, like, after not too much use, that thing kind of went to shit really fast. Um, I And I'm not an expert on the AES, so I can't remember if you could replace it with just, like, a typical, a more typical controller. But that was a big sticking point for me. And how you said, like, the fact that it's so fucking expensive is insane. And I'm sorry, for me, it's not worth it. And I do think it is overrated. Uh, the games on it, especially the fighting games, they were mostly ported to Super NES, uh, PlayStation eventually, Dreamcast. So, yeah, you might not have that same perfect graphics. But, you know, one of the biggest things gamer always, gamers always say is graphics don't make a game. And that system, the biggest showcase for it was its graphics and sound. Um so it it would never be worth it for me to go buy that system for the type of prices I've seen it for. Uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, to me it's overrated. Now, once again, that is saying nothing about the games themselves. If you wanted to go game for game in that, I don't think it really has that many overrated games on it. But for a system, yeah, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, um, I can definitely see that. And to your point... I know there is like a pretty popular third-party arcade stick that would seem like to be a little more comfortable than have the wacky button design. And if you went out and bought a Neo Geo CD, I think you that's more of a traditional kind of controller. And I think you can use that controller on the AES too. But again, I'm no expert on it, so I might be wrong, but I think I'm right on that. Okay. But yeah, no, I mean, if you're a collector for it, more power to you. And if you have the money to shell out for that... That's cool. But yeah, for me, won't do it. Alrighty. Uh next one, keeping on uh, you know, topics we always like to go to are which is better, you know, series. And this is another one. And I I, I, I like uh I think it's gonna be a tough one Jesus. for many, many Jesus. People. Yeah, what it's it <laughs> um, So I I need to preface it. It's which is better, Capcom or Konami, but specifically for the NES generation. So you're not considering anything past the NES. Strictly their NES library games. In my eyes, when I consider you know NES developers who were the most impactful, aside from obviously Nintendo themselves and their first-party games, those are kind of the two, I think, juggernauts. I, I'm not saying they're the only ones, but they're kind of the two I think of the most. So... I want to uh, to put it to a test and see who do we think is better. So, Jim, I'm going to let you go first. You're such a butt fucker. Um, ooh, that's not up. Uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. All right, Capcom, Mega Man games, and some of the right, Disney games. Maybe let, let, me, let, me, let me right, first. You know I was going to first kind of like, give, give a – a, a brief just for everyone, um, you know, just highlighting the, the games before we, we make our decisions. Yes, do that. Uh, you do that. Uh, obviously, Capcom, you know, I'm just going to kind of go down the list. I have the list in front of me, so I'll go down. You know, 1942 and 43, great shooters. Uh, Bionic Commando, eh, if you like it, I understand. If you don't, you don't. Um, Darkwing Duck, I know some people liked it. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Uh, DuckTales, so people still swear by it today. I, I actually really enjoy that game. But that, DuckTales 2, all the Mega Man games, <coughs> Ghost and Goblins, um, Gunsmoke. It, there, there are so many great, great games here. Um, I'm still going through the list, so sorry, guys. But, I mean, I'm trying to see, like, through their library, they definitely have some stinkers, and I'm not going to sit here and name every single one. But, and don't, once again, don't crucify Jim and I, because we kind of just threw this up. I didn't, like, actually prep the list. I just wanted to kind of get that gut feeling without digging. Oh, God, digging. they made money, Final Fight? Oh. 
Yeah, oh, so Mighty Final Fight's so good. So that's Capcom in a nutshell. Uh they made a lot of good games for sure. And Yeah, they did. If you're uh, you know, Strider they made. So they have a good library. Konami, I can just name a little bit better off the top of my head. But, you know, Batman Returns, Blades of Steel, the Castlevania games, uh, Contra, um, uh, the hell is that other sports? Uh, this is a, a double dribble. Game. Yeah, basically a lot of the better sports games that Jim and I played. Jackal, um, Jackal's a good one. They made Goonies and yeah. Goonies 2, which, you know, Goonies 2 is loved. And admittedly, I've never actually played that, but a lot of people seem to really like it. Radius, which I really like that. It's one of my favorite probably any uh, shooters, aside, of course, from Contra. Monster in my pocket. I, <laughs> I actually really like that game for the obvious reason. Not saying it's the best the game. Turtles games. Yep, the Turtles games. And it's got the best fighter on the NES with TMNT Tournament Fighters, which is balls oh, expensive yeah. now, but it's a great game. Oh, Either yeah. way, so... Those are kind of what you're looking at. I think most people will boil it down to the Mega Man series versus Castlevania series, you know, DuckTales versus Goonies 2 versus Contra. So anyone can boil it down to anything. But now, Jim, let's hear what your pick is. Which is better? I'll still probably go with Konami just because they have, I mean, Capcom's like I'm looking through the list, their selection of games is fantastic. I just think I'd probably gravitate more towards the Konami games, besides the fact that the Konami games are actually a little more—how uh, should I put this? They're a little more diverse, I guess. So it isn't just like say shooters or platformers or shit like that. Um, yeah, I guess like if you want sports games, you have that, and the I think the Ultra games that label was. Yeah, like the secondary publishing company they had to get around Nintendo's, you know, only so many games a year from a third party company. So you could kind of lump those in as well. So I'll I'll go Konami, but it's kind of like a just barely I'll go Konami. Okay. Nah, good reason. Uh, me, <laughs> I'm definitely going Konami. I Cas figured. Yeah, Castlevania alone would have done it, but in reality... Uh, after playing every sports game on the NES, I, I really do enjoy their sports games. And like Jim said, they seem to have just a little bit more variety. I do like the Mega Man games, and I've played most of them, not all of them. And obviously Mega Man 2 is my favorite of the ones I have played. But I don't know. It, <clears throat> that's It just doesn't stack up to Konami the same way. Uh, like Jim said, it, it's not saying that the library's lags at all but just what appeals to me the most so this is one i'm very curious i really want to make sure you guys comment below because i want to see the general consensus um i feel like the list will always get ended up being picked by if you just happen to have one of your favorite games or series on there but you know let's uh let's hear you out i want to hear what you guys think all right so I kind of want to introduce a, I'll call it a new reoccurring topic, just like which is better, overrated, underrated. And each time we do the these this uh, podcast, I want us to each name a random, obscure game. Call it a gem. I don't like calling it. I really hate calling games hidden gems because the shit ain't hidden. It's out there. You just got to find it. So I like to say something that's a little more obscure people might not have heard of even if they did just a game that you want to point out that you really enjoy so jim i'll let you go first because i know you have a really weird library at your house yeah you're right and you're probably gonna be pissed off at my selection but uh oh, fuck i remember just one at a time yeah i know just one at a time so uh this week i'm gonna go with it's a series that like among like people who were around at the time and like are more into the history of video games, they'll know about the series. But people who are only gamers now are from like say the PlayStation onward. They've either barely heard of or they've almost certainly never played. And I actually finally got my first version of one, so I'm gonna go with Fantasy Zone on the Turbo Graphics 16. 
it came out back in the late eighties on fucking every console. It's got ports on the NES, the Famicom. It's got hidden ports and other games, the Genesis, the the Master System, the Game Gear. But yeah, I got I wound up picking up the Turbo version, and it's fucking great. It's definitely that. It's a it's a cute em up with that Defender style of gameplay, and it actually plays really well, and it's balls hard. But I'm having a blast playing it when I have uh, like a couple minutes to myself to actually play. And what type of game is it? It is a Defender like uh, side scrolling shooter, like those infinite kind of side scrolling shooters. But it is also very bright and colorful, so you could also call it a cute em up in a way. Right. I won't do that, but okay. <laughs> not not right do it Call not cute. as bad of of a choice as i thought you were gonna go with so okay i figured you would go with turbo graphics so um so me i'm gonna go nes and one i never heard of up until a year ago is monster party and i actually bought it on ebay and i really love it i tend to emulate a lot uh, it's no secret, but this was one I was willing to get the physical copy of. It's a side-scrolling action platformer that basically you're this kid in this world filled with monsters, and you can get power-ups to turn into a dragon. But what I really love is in some levels, and unfortunately I, you know, I don't have the gameplay footage here, so you'd have to look it up, but in some levels, like midway through, the already kind of crazy world you're in turns into an even more nightmarish world and graphically sound wise it's a really strong game uh, i'm not going to say the controls and gameplay blew me away but the atmosphere alone and just what it represented there is really enjoyable so if you're into monster games or horror or anything like that like i am um, or you just kind of want a more obscure nes title that's you know, you probably maybe never heard of. That's one I would I would suggest. Brian, looking at chat, Travis played it too. It scared the shit out of him as a kid. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that uh, it, it, it's a, if I had played that as a kid, especially in some of those levels, I could definitely be there right with you. It's a good game though. Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, apparently Roger Junior has been removed from the new Tekken game from Tekken Seven. Because of animal rights activists who have to shit on everything, like usual. So, I didn't really read too far into the article. I, I found it from thegamingground.com. I skimmed it. There's a quote there from the guy who was one of the planners or developers. God damn it, fucking phone can't get it going. But basically, they were kind of surprised, and all of a sudden, the animal rights people came out of nowhere, and they just kind of didn't want to deal with it. Uh, Jim, so this harks back to you not looking into stuff. So after I reading, was rushed and I didn't, did you? <laughs> you put the goddamn article up there. <laughs> I know I was going to read it later and I never did. Well, I read the article because good man, I'm good, I'm good like that. So it was, I don't want to call it a prank, but someone somewhere started re saying that PETA was boycotting the game or like basically protesting that it was animal cruelty to have Roger Jr. in there. For, and since Jim didn't mention, he's a kangaroo, so it should just be stated that. But obviously Tekken has, like, pandas and other shit in there. It's not the only Raptors. animal in there. But the the main guy, and, and I don't have his name either, but he was like, um, yeah, Peter never never contacted us. I, I really don't know what you're talking about. And then he kind of went on this nonsensical rant and was typing terrible broken English. So I'm not really sure exactly what the fallout is from there. <laughs> but, I mean, I th I think the gist is that we can expect Roger Jr. to be in the game um, unless something changes. But it sounded like he was like, no, they didn't contact me. And he kind of made the point I just said is, like, we have other animals in there. We would have to probably remove them all versus just one. So, yeah. Wow, good thing you read that article. <laughs> but, no, what I, I, what I do like about the article and what it could bring up is <sighs> Jim and I obviously always touch on the fact that we feel like the crazy PC culture right now could really tend to start going back and trying to ruin games, especially established games like Tekken. Um, 
number one, have you ever fucking seen a kangaroo in real life? Those things will fuck you up. So I don't have fear. If it was like a little kitten character, maybe you'd feel bad for it. it kangaroos are tough sons of bitches. Just look up some videos of like, you know, muscular kangaroos, like scratching on people's doors. That shit is, no, fuck that. I wouldn't feel bad for a kangaroo if it got punched in the face. But yeah, it, it, if PETA ever did try to boycott a game over animal cruelty, that would be absolutely ridiculous. And if anybody... I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing would surprise me, but if someone can't disassociate video games, and especially when it comes to animal... You know, I'm, I think a video game should be able to depict pretty much whatever it wants. You know, no one is forcing you to buy it. It's weird. There, there are much more terrible things I've seen in video games and the depiction of things that I absolutely don't agree with. But I would never boycott or say, like, you need to get rid of those. So hopefully that won't become the case. But, yeah, it's interesting topic that you threw out there. Um, so the next topic is from our buddy Kit. And if we could replace one main character from a game with another, who would it be? So, Jim, I'll let you go first since you got this question on here, and I'm sure you thought about it. Um, I probably should have thought about it more than I did. But, um, yeah, again, thanks again, Kit, for another question. And video game character in another game, 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 game. See, it's kind of a tough one because you don't want to put it, like, so crazy that – Say you can't put like Samus in a Mario game because she'll just blow the shit out of everything. So it'll be awesome, but it would also make the game basically completely broken. And I think there's already a bunch of homebrews like that out there, to be honest with you. So if I had to put someone in there, you know what would be fun? Maybe almost like a if you put Dante from Devil May Cry in Zombies Ain't My Neighbors, just instead of you know. Just you had this demigod going around slicing the shit out of classic horror villains and shit like that and deciding whether or not he actually wants to save humans. So I think that would be kind of a cool game. Or even doing a whole, you know, Dante versus monsters in almost like a Robotron or Smash TV kind of game. I always like those dual stick games. So if you do that with a brawler, that could be something different. So you'd go Dante. Yeah, Dante and Smash TV. That's what I'll say. Um, I would probably go with Kratos and Castlevania. Uh, I think that's close Why, enough. Wasn't that called Lords of Shadow? Don't we already have that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could put it like that, but I would actually like to see him rendered down to a 2D platformer. Yeah, see him imagine right. that way. Like, you know, still ha have all the same attacks and powers, just put it in a 2D world. Um, you know, he already is fighting mythological gods and creatures in, in his games and with the upcoming one where he's fight, you know, in the Nordic gods. It's not terribly far off for him to fight vampires and other mythological creatures. So, yeah, I think that would be pretty badass. And I think you could make it in such a way where he's not overpowered. I mean, Alucard after a bunch of shit that you can upgrade them with in Symphony of Night, that motherfucker can be overpowered. So I think you could you could get away with it um, with Kratos. And and that's just one that is a probably easier example of what I would like to see. But, yeah, I would I think that would be really cool. Not a, Yeah, not a bad idea. That would be fun to see him in there. Uh, Travis in the chat said to put Titus in with any other game. So Titus is the annoying main character of Final Fantasy X. So, <laughs> no matter what, it's not pretty. It'll be an instant improvement. Uh, well, what are those games where you can, like, multi, like, just keep killing the main character over and over again? Different ways? That would be interesting. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, why, why am, am I... I... How about I Ghost Simulator, but with Titus? Titus? How about that? that? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, uh... That would, that would definitely be interesting. But no, I, I thought about that topic, and I kind of wanted to, like, I, I tried thinking, like, okay, well, <clears throat> just, like, the obvious. Swap, 
you know, I the most iconic with the most iconic. So, you know, I went down the line of, uh, would it be interesting to see, like, Link in, Super, in Mario's world? Uh, but obviously, I think he'd probably run into that same thing of being a little too overpowered. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting topic. And, you know, obviously, guys, and if you have more time and you're commenting on our videos, you'll probably come up with even better ones. But let us know below if one do you think. Travis has had another good one. John Marston from uh, Red Dead and Wild Guns. That's actually a pretty good one. Yeah, no, that would definitely be that would be interesting. All right, so we're out of topics, but I do actually have some Q and A that I didn't have time to put into the list. So, son of a bitch, Brian, I'm sorry. And why are you? So, why why do you rack so much discipline? I do rack discipline. I can't lie there. I, I might have dropped the ball a little on the podcast this week. Not going to lie. So, don't, you yeah, don't. Oh, and apparently I'm a, apparently we don't know how to make videos anymore either after that last Atari video. Yeah, I, uh, Jim. That was a little well, vicious. J Jim doesn't, you know, he, he's not the video maker. I'm the video maker. He, that's why he doesn't do solo stuff. <laughs> Let's just put it that yeah, way. And don't worry, Jay Benson, I'm getting a Blue Yeti, so the quality, at least, um, of my beautiful velvety voice will be better for you. And Jay Benson, just to alleviate you, just so you know, now that I am back, I am back to editing videos, so I will be back to bringing more regular style reviews and other content on a regular basis. So Jim, Jim will finish out the Atari stuff, but don't worry. Daddy's here. <laughs> <laughs> My reign of terror will be over. <laughs> but, all right, so from our buddy Castle Zots, a couple questions from him. First up, what is our favorite soccer RPGs for the NES? Brian, I'll let you start. Well, there's only one soccer in RPG for the NES, so tech, oh, is it Tecmo? It was Tecmo Soccer, yep. And I actually like it, so, yeah. That yeah, is I actually like it, too crazy rpg uh, we couldn't quite believe there was an rpg soccer game that existed but they did it and it was goofy i will say after uh, going back through and re-recording footage for the video i did grow tired of it after a couple hours but i mean for a quick little bit of fun it's a good game yeah i'll agree with you there and yeah zots always seems to have those nice somewhat almost extremely specific questions. So I'm going to keep asking him. I want to see what he gets with week to week. But next one's a little more serious. What beers pair best with Atari's 2600 shooters? And um, I will, I'll, I'm Jim, just, you might as well. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. You're the beer guy. All right. So let's just say I have something in the works where, there will be a series coming out from us on YouTube where we I go into depth about the best type of beers to, pass, to pair with specific game genres. My computer is being ball slow right now, so I'm actually opening up for shooters specifically. Um, so just hang with me for one second. Obviously, if you watch our videos, you watch our reviews, I, I don't just randomly pick a beer out of the hat. And, you know, when we did some of our early reviews, we did more of a, this is what we were drinking when we played this game. And that's why a lot of the earlier ones, it was kind of like the same beer for four or five videos. Because Jim and I would literally get together for a couple hours, play a bunch of different games, and really go through like a half a case or a case of beer as we're doing it. So, uh -huh. And then we slowly started, you know, melting that into actually pairing specific beers. Um for a while there, we were just kind of going with ones we know, and not that many of you have seen this, but when Jim would be pairing, there was a lot of keystone thrown in there. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he, he, he kept tapping that well. So, uh, now keystone, Smittix. Yeah. So now um, I'm taking a much more actual approach, and I've been digging into beer styles and the couple hundred beer styles there are. Well, not a couple hundred. I'd say in the high hundreds. Um, and really thinking about game genres and what would pair the best. What I'll say right off the bat is 
drink whatever you like with whatever game you're playing. That's going to probably be your best experience. But as a general rule, you know, if you are playing certain type of games, I, from experience now, certain beers just kind of help you maintain a certain buzz or, or can really complement a game the right way. God damn, this computer's slow. But it's almost there, guys. Hold on. Um, so... So anyway, with all that being said, um, I really want to put out a series of videos that highlights, you know, if you're playing this type of game genre, here's the type of beer you should drink. And, you know, I already kind of started writing out ideas for it. And you'll be seeing them within the next uh, couple months, I'll say, because I want to release them kind of back to back. I don't want to do them too sparingly. But anyway, now that I'm done talking my face off, generally for shoot 'em ups, uh, if you're talking about ales, I like to go with Belgian and Trappist style beers. Uh, they tend to be a lit, usually higher alcohol and much more flavorful. So you're going to talk about your triples, your quads, your Belgian strong or dark ales. And the, the reasoning behind it is. Those games don't really allow you a lot of time to drink during the game. So you're going to get a sip in here and there. Uh, you don't want anything that's going to... Obviously, if you overindulge in it, it will get you drunk. But I imagine you just get one big bottle of this. You sit down with your favorite game. And if it's an Atari, you know, if you're really good at it, then you really shouldn't be drinking much. If you suck, like probably I do at most first-time shooters for the Atari 2600, I'll probably be drinking a lot more, which will mean I'll just do worse. But yeah, if you're going through clearing stages, you get a sip in between, and you really get to savor that flavor, and it's going to last with you, and a, most of those type of beers can kind of sit out for a couple hours without going bad. So it's a really good type of style to choose when drinking those beers. Now, if you're a lager fan... I'd say go with box. If you don't know what box are, then don't worry about it and just stick to the ales. Um, but they're kind of of the same mindset, except they're a lot easier to drink. Um, and that would be for more like if you're like me and suck at a game and you know you're going to be drinking every couple seconds. So there's my recommendation. All right. Yeah, I guess I'll go with all that. <laughs> Jim would just do Keystone. No, no, not just Keystone. Probably a lot of Keystone, though. Yeah, probably. It is funny. Uh, Snarkast mentioned in the chat how, not like when we first started and we paired Stellar Artois a lot with a lot of stuff, which, yeah, he's got a point there, especially on the written end. The first, yeah, the first, like I said, the first five videos I know we did was all Lion's Head. Then it was probably <laughs> yep. Miller and then Stella and Keystone because we were just – Knocking out the beers we knew the best uh, while we were doing the written reviews as well. And we are going to get back into that swing of things with the written reviews. But obviously, I think most of our precedent has been with YouTube right now. So, like yeah. I said, as you can tell, especially when we do the regular reviews, there is a lot more thought. And it's not ever just, oh, well, this beer is this. So, yeah. Yeah, Bry does take pride in his beer pairing. So, I'll give him that. Mr. Son of a bitch. All right, we'll, we'll do these. We'll do these uh, lightning round style. So, Dolphin Duel to the death. Which wins? Dolphin on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred versus Echo the Dolphin. Echo. I've never played Dolphin on the Atari, so I'm going to go with the Atari one because I never liked Echo. I like um, Echo because that's the only one I know. There you go. All right, next up from our old friend Beth, aka Space Pants. Why doesn't Dr. Pepper or Diet Dr. Pepper taste more like regular Dr. Pepper? Because there's, no, there's not sugar in it. Fair enough. I think it tastes kind of close. Are there guys that drink Blue Moon? <laughs> um, us in college? <laughs> yes, it's every college guy when they first step away from Miller Lite or Bud Light, and that's their idea of, that's the first, ooh, that's kind of like craft beer. That's what we did. Uh, <laughs> so we're guilty right there. Where have all the cowboys gone? They're all gay and eating pudding, so there's no more new cowboys? I had to go to South Park Logic. I was stumped. Uh, yeah. I'll just say 
They're still out west. Go find them. <laughs> and finally, a serious one from her. Favorite PC title from the 90s. So I'll let you go first. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, damn. <laughs> that, is, that is not a lightning round. Uh, all right. If, I, if I'm trying to just think really fast, I'm just going to go Duke Nukem 3D. All right. Duke Nukem 3D, I'll definitely go StarCraft. And, oh, we actually got one from Travis. Oh, uh, motherfuck. Brian, actually, let, let, let me back it up. No, I, I have to go Age of Empires 2. Yeah. Was that in the 90s? Well, I thought it was. I know the original was Age it? of I'm, Empires was. I don't If it I'm, is, then yeah, it that. Was. If not, then Duke Nukem 3D. All right. Solid. And uh, let's see here. Brian, or... <laughs> from travis jim why is brian the arbiter of beers <laughs> well brian why are you the arbiter i think it's because you're a dick you're a little fancy pants dick who thinks you're a know-it-all that's why because i do research and look into things and try way more beers than jim let, let, let's be honest jim has probably hand tried uh, i'm gonna venture a guess and say 200 beers in his life um yeah probably, it might be good maybe a little i'm bit. probably closer to a thousand at this point i just i try new things as often as i can and uh i've done way too many hours of research into beers so yeah that's why uh uh todd snarkass saying xcom is definitely his favorite in the chat room for 90s pc games very good choice XCOM's good. I just never played it when I was a kid. I played it now, though, and I like it. All right, so, Jim, since you're repeating your same beer, I'm assuming it's still treating you the same. Ah, uh, Yingling doesn't do me wrong. What can I say? I'm a Yingling fan. All right, so as far as Yingling, they said the Porters are best. Um, definitely their most flavorful beer. Drinks real easily, so I can see why they're calling it the best. Uh, if you're looking for a quick kind of drink, Drinking beer, stick with their traditional lager, or like Jim, have the light one. I'd still say go with the traditional, though. But if you want to have uh, just like maybe two to three beers in a night and you're not trying to pound them down, the Porter is a really good option. But it will lay a little bit heavier in your stomach, so I really like it. So all right, that'll guys. do it for tonight. Well, thank you all for watching. Thank you for your questions. Thank you guys in the chat. Keep on sending us questions. We love this shit. And as always, guys, cheers. Cheers, guys. Have a good night.